As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. It's Miguel Fuller, Holly O'Connor, and Scotty the Body. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only on Hot 101.5. Hello and welcome to the Uncensored Podcast, where we are broadcasting live right now on the Miguel and Holly YouTube page. Oh, good, good. Yes, gooty gooty gumdrops. Yes. Uh, so a lot to cover yes. uh, because last week was just insane yeah. with Bananas. the live show Bananas. um it was uh magical it was great uh before holly and i talk about our experience because we actually were able to talk about it on the air yesterday yeah monday october 24th 25th. i'm sorry 25th scott you were actually out on monday because yeah. you were coming back from key west so we haven't heard your perspective about the live show. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it still kind of feels like a dream. Like, everything's kind of like normal life right now. But in that moment, it was just very surreal. And it's very crazy to see everything come together because when something's a vision for so long and you've been talking about it, you've been planning it, you've been promoting it, you've been marketing it, and then all of a sudden you're on stage doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It honestly just, like, it was incredible to see everything go through so smoothly and then to see all the support, like... That was the most, I think, humbling experience that could have happened. Is I mean, people were coming backstage and telling us people were coming in, but in the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, mm, okay, like okay, maybe not a couple of people, a handful of people. Yeah. And then to walk out and to see just hundreds of people just ready to rock with us, like that is just insane. And it honestly just gave me a whole new perspective of what this is all about, and just to get a better understanding of like just the power that we hold as a community, just everybody together, not just us, but everyone together for a whole collective reason of just wanting to be there to support each other, have a good time, spread some positive vibes, and that is just really cool. And it's cool to see just, you know, as I was on my trip in Key West, coming back, I got to listen to a lot of old podcasts from us, Miguel and Holly Uncensored, from like 2018 when I was just coming on and just hearing where we were then, where I was then, where the show was then, and then to then take that and compare it to what happened last week at Miguel and Holly Live is just that in itself is just like bleeping awesome. Mm. And it's just powerful. And it's just it's just kind of just emotional to be like, holy shit. Yeah. Like this shit is powerful. Mm-hmm. And the fam, like, they got our back and yeah. they came through. And none of it is honestly possible without people, you know, believing in who we are and standing by us through the thick and thin. And it's obviously been a very challenging couple years. And to have that all come through, I thought it was the mm. perfect moment. And I think it's exactly what everybody in this community needed and mm. wanted and deserved. Mm-hmm. And it was cool that we actually got to deliver it. 
because obviously, like y'all have said before, like you wanted this for so long and to see it finally happen. And it's almost just like one of those moments where it's like, told you so. Like the mm. fam's got us. Like, yeah. of course. Uh. And to all see it happen is mm. just amazing. And it was just so fun. Like being on stage with y'all was just so fun. And I thought it was just like everything went just amazingly well, better than expected. Like I thought it was going to be good, no doubt. I thought, we, you know, it would be fun. But like it was a blast. Like being up there legitimately was a blast. And so it was just really cool to see everything happen. Mm. What was your favorite moment on stage, Holly? Ooh, I don't know. Um, God, I don't know. There were so many great moments. Yeah, there were. There were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would say. I actually think that I would say it was probably Tampa Bay Secrets. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Because it felt just like we were all just sitting around, um, like as friends at someone's house. Yeah, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. chatting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like as much as I loved getting to do headphone karaoke and like the performance aspects of like the Fifty Shades of J- like th- they were fun, but it just felt so. Like, such a good, energetic vibe when we all just got to sit down and talk with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and so much happened during that, too. I mean, during the I mean, somebody literally got engaged. Somebody came on stage. Miguel, your fiancé, walked out on stage and <laughs> caused the scene. It was like, just a it was lot. Just, but it, exactly that. It would be like the same thing if you're telling a story at a friend's house. Yeah. And then, like, some random shit happened. I you're know. Like, right. Oh, right. God, there's Jimmy again mm-hmm. doing some crazy shit by the cooler. I don't know. Let's stop this and yeah. let's look at that for a second. And it was just like literally everybody in that moment was on the same exact level. Yeah. And we were just the ones just kind of sharing stories. It was really, that I think was probably, if I had to pick a favorite, that was probably it. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think what was really cool about Tampa Bay Secrets and just the whole thing in general is, you know, what we do is so interesting because we sit in a small room Mm -hmm. Every day, five days a week Mm -hmm. for four hours, you know, Mm -hmm. just on the air. And we basically tell stories. And we talk to you who call in and we read stories and we give our opinions and we try to be funny and witty with it. And so there's a very special uh, bone that you grow learning how to do that particular skill of being in a studio, conversing, going back and forth and being funny with each other, Mm -hmm. hopefully. So taking that, bless you, and then doing it on stage, that's a completely different set of skills that you're working with. Yes. And so I just didn't know how it would translate. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, before you go on with that, as Mm -hmm. I'm going to interject, I didn't doubt that we could do it. Like, you realize radio is weird because, like, you can have a lot of different types of people doing this job. And we all do learn that skill of, Mm -hmm. like, honing our craft in doing this in the four walls of the studio and doing that. that But that doesn't mean that everybody in this business can translate it to doing it on a stage. Right. Because mm-hmm. it is a completely different skill set. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I knew that we would be able to do that. Like, just our backgrounds, who we are as people, like, we're all performers, and we have that skill as well. And so I thought that just the fact that I had confidence in our ability to do it made me more confident that the audience would respond in kind. Does that make sense? It does. But I, for me, because I realized, like, literally as the the intro was playing and Scott walked out on stage, 
it hit me. I was like, we've never actually done this together. Like, Holly, you and I have been on plenty of stages before, but usually it's for, like, an award ceremony or, you know, we're hosting something. And so it's very, like, they usually go, hey, we want you all to do a quick little intro. Um, You know, we sort of tap dance and we sort of tell little jokes and we comment on people's fashion and then we get into the program. And it's not about us. It's about the program. And so we have a script that we go by. We're the MC of a bigger event. Exactly. And so, Scott, you've done it with us a couple of times where we've done that sort of thing before. Um, So there there were two things that really stuck out in my mind that made me not look at you two in a different light, but I was so impressed by both of you. Mm. Um, So there was one moment when we were preparing for it and we were going over during the rehearsal and we were going over uh, the intros and like the songs we were walking out to and there was this moment where, like, th- those little details, I usually don't care about. I'm like, girl, I don't care. Like, if you put something on, because my background is an improv. Like, you give me something, I'm going to just go with it. I don't care. Like, I'm not, because I usually will forget anyway what we talked about yeah. and what we ran through. So yeah. I'm like, just give it to me and I'll go with it. Yeah. And so I was so impressed with Scott talking with uh, A.R. Smooth and Serrano, who was on stage announcing for us. And he was like, well, what about this part? Let's go through this part. And you were really directing them and how we wanted to do it. And I loved how mm. um, assertive you were in that role and how you had a vision and you knew exactly how you wanted it to look and feel on stage. And I was just very impressed with that. Mm. There was another moment, Holly, with you where we were on stage. And this is something that I hadn't literally spoken out loud or learned or talked about since I was, like, first learning about theater in high school. Uh And uh, and there was a moment at the very beginning, we were on stage, and one of the things that you learn about doing comedy is you don't want to kill the moment. So, like, when you say something funny, and you'll see it on SNL or on sitcoms, if I deliver a really funny line you don't then just keep talking as the audience is laughing. You let them enjoy that moment. You let them soak it up, and then you keep moving. We've never discussed that. We've never talked about it, but that's something I learned years ago in doing comedy. And there was something at the very beginning where you said a really funny line, and everyone was just laughing hysterically. And in my mind, I was like, ooh, Holly, let it sit, let it sit. And I looked over. You had that microphone. It was like you were fucking Kathy Griffin (laughs) at Madison Square Garden, and you were just like, bitch, let it ride. And then you delivered the next line and you made people laugh again. And in that moment, I was just like, fuck yes. We know <laughs> what happening. the fuck we're doing. I love it. We are firing on all cylinders. So there was these little moments like that that I tried to like capture in my head to remember. Mm. Because I just, I loved that moment just watching you have complete control over the crowd with whatever you were saying. And I was just Thank like, you. fuck yes. It just, yes. I loved it. Thank you for that compliment that made my heart feel good absolutely so it was just so there's little moments like that to me that were just really cool watching you two do 50 shades of chicken was Lord. just so funny and just watching the both of you get into character I think and I blacked out. like i don't even remember like that, <laughs> okay, oh, that was a great just so you know like for 50 shades of chicken i woke up and i had a little bit of a shame hangover because i was like mm. what did i do <laughs> I made my life. Oh, my God. What happened? Because keep in mind, like, we did, like, a quick run through. We did a rehearsal for the whole thing. Most of the time in the rehearsal was spent in the first, like, 
you know, planning out how the first three minutes of the show was going to go. Right, Like, right. over and over and over. And then finally, after that, we just kind of were like, okay, then we're going to do this, and we'll do transition this. We never, did, like, went through it. Right, right. We were just like, okay, we're going to need stools here for uh, Tampa Bay Secrets. Then you guys are going to come out with costumes for Fifty Shades of Chicken. After that, we'll go backstage and change, and we never practiced. First of all, we never did a table reading no. of right. the script. Right. Second of all, I glanced through it. <laughs> because I was just, it what to me, like, that wasn't, it never crossed my mind to, like, have a plan. No. And then I was like, as we got started with these, like, outfits, and there's, like, you have so much adrenaline going. Right. Yeah. It's it's undescribable. So I didn't realize I was going to do that. Mm. I don't even know if I should have or not. Nah, it, that was the greatest thing you could have done. No, see, to me. It be, just felt like the right thing to do at the right moment. Yes. And to me, this is why I loved doing something like this and why I always loved improv better than actually, like, doing a play. Yeah. Is because those are moments that you can never plan for. Like, there are moments, like, I remember when I did plays way back in college and in high school Mm -hmm. where it would be, like, a a Neil Simon comedy. And there was, like, a moment where, like, you knew, like, he's a famous playwright and really prolific plays. And so there were, like, lines that you knew, like, set up, set up, joke, wait for the audience to laugh, and you could just feel it, and it's great, and it's fun. But there's something about a moment when you're doing improv like that where you don't know where it's going to go and you just let it happen that, to me, those moments are so kinetic and so powerful where they just fucking transcend that. that it's, 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 it's something... You can't even describe the moment no. of just the comedy because your body was just like, I'm a go for it. And, yeah. like, Scott was talking as, as Mr. Blade, the chef, Unlike he's ever done it on the air I because know. it was in the moment yeah. and he felt the character and he could, and you're feeding off the audience. Yeah. Like those moments right there to me are just, that's what I live for being on stage like that. I love it. Yeah. Mm. It was really, really magical. That's what I can, I can say magical, but that's really, that's what it was. Like yeah, I could it happened in the moment. It did. I didn't plan for that. It was all very much just like it was planned, but it was also not planned. Kind of like our show. Right. Right, and that's why somebody asked me. They were like, "Well, have y'all been rehearsing?" Are you? And I'm like, "No. Like, we know what we're doing. Exactly. To me, it's like the mechanics of like this goes. This segment goes here. It's like planning the show. This segment goes here. This segment goes here. Like every day, I write out the schedule for the show, and then when we start at five fifty, I'm like, let's see where the magic happens. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. So, like you put together an outline. Exactly. You don't know, like we knew that it was going to be this, then this, then this, but within the this is what's going to happen. Right. Nobody knows. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and I'm trying to see what else I, we, we talked about this yesterday, Scott, you weren't on the show, obviously, when we talked about the proposal that happened. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. And so we need to like (laughs) dissect that. So just real quick, (laughs) if you missed the on air show yesterday, we basically, there was a proposal during Tampa Bay secrets where someone wrote in a secret, um, while they were standing in line to get into the show saying, I know that my boyfriend wants to propose. He doesn't think that I'll like how he does it, but I don't care. Yeah. We read it. The person, the woman screamed, said, it's me. It's my secret. We were like, oh, my God, he want to propose. And so we went, we sent Scott down to go, like, put See them on the microphone actually do it. so we could hear it. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I should have just stopped it there. Yeah. And then I made that There's one the magic. fatal mistake. But was it really a mistake? 
I don't actually think it was because then we wouldn't have had this delightful story. <laughs> That's exactly. True. So then we invited them on stage. I and as, I don't want I don't want this to come across like we're making fun. No, 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 this no. This is no. a great moment. It no, was. No, it was because a great moment. We'll talk about another drunk moment that was on stage. Oh, yes. That is directly involved with me. Yeah. So we're not making fun. We're just saying it was just funny as fuck. Yeah. So they get on stage and we, we bring them forward. It's so exciting. There's so much love. Everyone's cheering. And we're like, oh, my God, he just proposed to you at the show. <laughs> how do you feel? How, how do you feel? How did you meet? <laughs> And then homegirl, as soon as she grabs the microphone from my hand. As soon as she grabbed the microphone, I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because as a performer, as as soon as you relinquish control of that mic to someone else, you are have lost control. You're fucked. And she was like, well, I love you guys, and it's so good. No, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you. It was rough. It's been, and then you could tell she was starting to get emotional. Oh, yeah. By the way, first of all, why would you not? You just got proposed to. Right, You're also drunk as fuck. Yes. And you're on stage with people that you loved listening to. Right. And I think this is what tipped her over the absolute edge. We're cool with this, but she's now looking out and seeing hundreds of people mm. waiting for her story. Right. And she lost it. Yeah. And you could just tell the moment when she was like in her story and then she was and then like, and then I just, I, and it, he and was, was wait, coming. And uh, like, and as I was watching her, I was like, all right, Miguel, there's going to be a certain point. Like I was sort of like counting in my head. I'm like, she's got about 45 seconds to get through a story and a, a mess up. And if I feel that she can't get her sea legs, I'm going to just have to take it away and yep. just be like, Snatch it. thank you so much. And literally I had to be like, well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Give it up for them. But this is what's the fun. I love this part is that I, you're standing next to her, then the guy, then I'm standing next to the guy. And so as she starts this like vomit of words that she can't control, I look at the guy and he looks at me and he's like, she's had a lot to drink. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 so I'm like, I'm giving him slightly panicked eyes and I'm going through pictures and I want to see if you can see my face at any point. (laughs) Cause I'm giving him like the eye, like help right right now, please. We need you like in this moment. Like, I don't know if you're as drunk as she is or what's going on or if she's pretty overwhelmed or what. So then as you're like trying to wrestle the microphone back and you're like, (laughs) okay, he actually picked her up from behind. Oh my gosh. And carried her back off the stage. Forgot about that. Yes. And I thought the whole thing was Chef's kiss. Exactly. Oh my Perfection. gosh. Definitely can't plan that shit. That I was, was great. Like, Thank you. Like, give it up for yeah. this couple. They, they, they did it. They made a highlight impression it during was, the show, and it was perfect. It like, was. I love that ridiculous randomness. That's what live shows are for. Yes. No. Anything yes. can happen. Oh so. my gosh, it was absolutely beautiful. So yes, like you said, Holly, we're not making fun. No. Just recounting just the absolute joy the comedy the moment and then the horror and then the hilarious comedy of him literally dragging her off the stage that's how you know it's love you know when you know to pick up your partner you know when to pick up your partner and speaking of picking up your partner oh girl now this please tell us what else happened during tampa bay secrets so during tampa bay secrets i'm reading this secret of someone saying that they have started an alt account to make money. So it's basically where they're probably showing their privates 
and they're collecting money and they were like, should I tell my partner or not, even though I'm making lots of money? And so we're all like seriously being like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? Like, someone's going to find you better do it. How long can you keep this up? Right. And then all of a sudden I hear the crowd start like laughing and pointing and I'm like, wait, what's going on? Because, like, <laughs> all of us are saying some pretty serious stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. having a funny conversation. Right. And then I look back, Ooh. and there goes my fiancé, Abe, looking like the Pink Panther, <laughs> just slinking backstage. I hope Ryan got that on video, because the way I pictured it in my mind, Abe literally was just like, Hey, he just came walking what's out. What's going on? <laughs> Confident as hell. Just walked up. Just, hey. Like he owned the fucking stage. <laughs> it was his time to shine. It was his moment. I was so worried. I did not know what was happening. None of us did. But we just froze like, oh shit. We look over. What's and happening? I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if it was a good thing, a bad thing. Like, what if there had been some tragedy? Like, I didn't right. know. My mind was like going a million miles an hour, and I was just like, help! I, I know what like, Here help! comes Abe. What is this? I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And, and- then he leans over. <laughs> to Miguel and then I thought what if it's his secret and he's about to reveal to Miguel that he's got an alt account holy (laughs) shit this we we may not I don't know this is not good this is not good so then there was like several moments of utter confusion right where I was like, because I realized, because I can always tell just by looking at his face. Yes. Yeah. Well, even like just rewind a little bit. Like after we did the opener, we did Blown Off. Um, and then I think we came off stage to change. Yes. And so when I knew he was drunk then, because remember when we bust in, he bust into the dressing room. I thought he had been there the whole time. I just, <laughs> no. I even he's like, it. can I help? Yeah, no. he's like, hey, let me help you guys out with you. <laughs> I, well, I was see, like, thanks for being nice. No, but- I can tell you, I know this about Abe. Like, whenever he gets drunk, he turns into a Boy Scout, and he gets super helpful. And he's always like, what do you need? And his eyes turn into, like, a little boy, and he's just like, what do you need? I know, can I help you? Like, can I help you? Jacket. And, like, I, yeah, because I had on a suit jacket, and he was like, do you want me to? I'll hang your jacket. I'll yeah, hang your jacket. Like, I'm like, well, actually, now that you're here, I'm like, can you help me with this zipper and then hang this up? And he's like, yep. Yep. Yes, girl. Yep. Yep. And after he hung it up, he's like, can I hang up your dress? I'm like, <laughs> you di- well, you did. You did it. You're good. That's oh when God. I realized that he was a little tipsy. But- and then, well, what y'all didn't see is that I was like, because I think we had finally gotten dressed and uh, we all were walking out. And I looked at him and I was like, you need to go out and stop drinking and have some water because you're a little drunk right now. I think I did hear you say to have some water. I was like, have some water. And then as he was walking out, he like missed the door handle to get to the house. And I was like, this fucking bitch is drunk. <laughs> he gone. Oh, He's fine. too far. When he fine. missed the door handle, I was like, that's right. You know what? Our friends are there. They'll take care of him. He'll be fine. And lots of people were looking out. They were looking out. And so then, fast forward to him just slinking out on stage. <laughs> I was like, his friends don't got him. <laughs> they don't got him. Nobody got who got him. Wild cannon. Nobody got him. He's out on the loose. But that's <laughs> also like you know when you're drunk and right. you you try to assure other people that you're not. Right. I can just picture him being like, no, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. good. No, I'm it's good. fine. I, hang on, I'll be. Right back. I, I gotta I go feel do like something. I would have done this years ago. 
If, oh, if absolutely. Like, I would do that now. I need yeah. to ask my friends, like, who had him at that moment? And, like, let's just say Abe was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, you just see him on stage. <laughs> I think, well, <laughs> like, who? My girlfriend Monica was literally telling me, I guess she, he was up there in the balcony with her. And yeah. they were just chilling. And Monica's like, all right, just stay here. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then she left. And then all of a sudden, she came back. And she's like, oh, shit. Where's Abe? <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like texting him. She's like, where are you? Where are you? And then she said the next thing she saw was like, here he comes, walking out of stage. <laughs> so what he did oh when we were God. going back on stage for Secrets is he did not get water. No. And he did not sit down. No. No. So when he, he leaned over to like kiss you, whisper in your ear, whatever, what did he say? I don't remember. Like, I think maybe it had to have been something like, I love you, or <laughs> you're doing a good job. Like, it was, like, the most simple. Like, it was nothing that left an impression. Yeah. Because I think whatever he said, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I, I have to protect him as yeah. his fiance. nailed his line on the mic, though. Didn't... Yeah, because what did he say? He said, well, he said, like, oh, you, like, it was like, you didn't have to say it, like, you were the one with the alternate account, pretty much, Miguel. Like, you had the alternate account. Like, oh, you're going to tell it now? Like, oh, mm. like, some along those lines of, like... God, I don't even remember that. I think I blacked out. Yeah, because there was a lot going on. <laughs> but it was funny. Like, what he said was actually really funny. It was, like, a whole, he like... He did say something, to- but I don't remember what it was. Oh, dang, I don't remember. I wish I did. So, But then, then after that, he went over and, like, hugged Danny. Oh, Serrano. my God. <laughs> like, he hugged Danny. Like, they started dancing. dancing. <laughs> Like he was like a long lost relative. Like he had cuffed the back of his head. And he was talking about Danny being a lover. Oh my uh, gosh, that's right. And that's on him. And then I remember like once that was over, and then I just remember him like walking behind us. <laughs> and I was like, how do I Get not dude. yell at him, but then not make it awkward for everyone in the audience, but then still keep it funny? There's hundreds of eyes just watching everything happen. I, I forgot they danced. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> now that we're looking back, in the moment, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Why are they dancing right behind me? I, ve- I very vaguely remember that. Again, I think I blacked out at that point. <laughs> I think I was just like trying to, and I was like, ha ha, this is funny. Like, I don't, I don't even know what I was doing. What were my oh hands my God. doing? I don't even no. I think I was just like, all right, April, everybody give it up for April. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you do. You just clap him off. Clap him off stage, and he's like, all right, bye. Oh, that was a delight. Oh, that was hilarious. That was awesome. That was great. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think the Tampa Bay Secrets, so that was like that where was, the most happened. So much yeah. happened. So yeah. much happened. There's was room delightful. for a lot of improv, and a lot of improv did happen. <sighs> yeah, because then I feel like headphone karaoke was crazy. I think the only thing I would have really changed is uh, the consequence. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that kind of fell flat where it was just well, you like. Know what? It, you know what I realized? And this thought crossed my mind in a planning session. And I don't know why I didn't say it because the conversation was probably moving too fast. And then it went to the next thing and then I must have forgot it. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it while we were there. Nobody could see the Legos or his feet. Like, we needed a camera mm. on a screen to show the actual walking. Like, right. when you're sitting there, you're basically just watching Scott walk. You can't even see his face that well because he's right. facing the side. So, right. like, it was sort of a consequence without an audience payoff because nobody could see it. Uh, like, you yeah. could going hear on. him, but you couldn't see it. It should have been a more visual Right, because if we had, like, lodged hot dogs or something at... You know, but we weren't allowed to make face. a mess. We weren't allowed well, to. That's one of the things that I would change. Yeah. 
is that I'd be like, all right, we're going to put tarp down because it has to be something where you can see, like, us throwing hot dogs at someone's face or them falling into a pool of whipped cream or just something that is a big. Because on the show and and on – and this is just, you know – first time doing it you know we learn from from it uh the first time doing it you see that like it needs to be something bigger than what because usually when we plan for it it needs to be something that sounds funny on the air but then also when you're looking on the facebook um or youtube that it's funny and you can see it but you can have a close-up of it yes and so on stage it needs to be something where everybody can really tell that we're doing whatever it is right for the consequence yeah um, that's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It was a learning lesson. What, I can't see that comment. What does that say? It'll let you a car end up performing. Yeah. I'm sad I missed the show. Y'all need to make it on a Friday next year, please. Uh, no, Alessia Carr did not perform. She dropped out. Uh, it it was, wasn't her fault. No, yeah, it was her, her management and her label. There's like a, some fight going on between the two of them and mm-hmm. her album. And I think it was the label that pulled all the the performances that she has coming up and her management was angry and they were like going back and forth and our boss, boss man Will, he bit some people's heads off. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him that angry. No, no, no. But you know what? I feel like that was best. I was just talking to somebody about that. Where would she have played? We used the whole time. Yeah. We did. And also like, it wasn't the vibe it for it. It seems like it would have detract, it was, it would it would have like stopped down and gone into another part of the show that we weren't Ready? I don't know. When when we found out, and it was only like a week or two before the show yeah. that we found out that she had to cancel. When we got that email, I was like, eh. Yeah. I literally, I did not give any fucks. I really didn't. And this is not because I didn't like Alessia Cara. We've seen her before and we've interviewed her. She mm-hmm. is a beautiful human and I love her, but I don't think it was needed to have that vibe of great energy between us and you. Right. And I think that especially just with the message and how how she performs, it it would have like stuck out. Yeah. Because I feel like the show was like fast, funny, ha ha ha, oh, funny, yeah. funny, funny. And then it would have been like, here's a really deep introspective yeah. 10 minute and she was supposed to play towards the end of the show and by then everyone was fucking wasted and so then trying to have her like give this really deep soulful performance it it was not gonna fit and then try to have us then come out and then do interview her and then do the consequence like that I I feel like that that, everything worked out the way it was supposed to happen yeah Very much so. I can't. So what was that last comment say? I didn't even realize she wasn't there until the next day. The show, <laughs> the show was perfect without good. her. Oh, thanks. Good. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. So it was. It was a really good time. I'm so glad we <sighs> we got to experience that. Yeah. It was um, awesome. And and what I loved about it too, just from a personal perspective, is that like I've done stand up once, and it was horrifying. Like I don't. I didn't enjoy doing it. Mm. I didn't like. There were, like, moments in it as I got into my stand-up routine that I was like, okay, I feel a groove and I'm telling a story. But then, like, you know, there are times, especially when I tell stories, like, I, it's funny to me, the punchline, but then it doesn't land all the time. And then everyone's just kind of like, huh, that's funny. Whereas I feel like doing this type of show as a person who loves to perform for people and make them laugh, yeah. mm-hmm. this felt more 
with who I am and what my abilities are as a performer. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. hundred percent. Like, there were times where, like, I just knew what I was going to say was going to make people laugh and that it was going to make, just contribute to yeah. the funness of the it evening. felt, that's what I'm saying. Like, with Fifty Shades of Chicken, I'm like, this feels right. That's what we're doing. Absolutely. So, it was a really fun night. Uh, we got lots and lots of pictures um, from the meet and greet, from the stage performance. If you were not there, um, on the website, hot1015tampabay.com, so you can go take a look at all of that there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Anybody got anything else they want to talk about? No, I mean. No, it was just really, really, really incredible. So thank you for supporting us. Oh, I have something. Shit. I see you. I almost oh. forgot the shit again. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. I, I got you guys something that oh, I meant geez. to bring the night freaking of, and I was so, like, nervous that I didn't. Mm. Okay, ready? Oh, yes. Hold on. I got to get them all good so you can see them on the YouTube version of this. i good at receiving a gift right now. Practicing. I got us platypuses! Oh, oh Look yes. at that. This is so cute. Yes. This is so we can all have one. I love it. Our show. So here's one for Thank you. Oh, I love it. Oh, so adorable. Here's one for you. Ooh, ooh this is a hard platypus for too. For real. That's, yeah. a, that's a big old platypi. Ooh, I like this. I was at Target the day before the show, and they had like these plastic platypi oh my god in the dollar section i'm like well if that's not a sign i don't know what is so i love it platypus posse <laughs> yeah i love this this yeah. is so cool and you just well, it's a little thing. Like, just hangs out we're all united in our little show this was i was going to give these to you in a little gift bag with a little note the night of the show as like a love you guys mm. And then I didn't even write the note, and I had these in a damn Target bag. So just know that I love you. It's so even more much. meaningful now. now I love, love it. Hard for the course. So I think I'm gonna tape mine to my my mic arm. Oh, you should. I'm Perfect. I'd be scared yes. someone's going to take it if I put it on my mic. Yeah, you, you can't, can't put it on the main one. No, the main one. Sorry. When I move into my next house, I'll put it in my there you desk go. room. There you go. Put it on my roadcaster. Yeah. Oh, platypus. Oh, thank you, Holly. Thanks, Holly. Welcome. Appreciate it. Look, it's God accepting a gift. I am, and I love it. I'm going to just posse. leave it at that. Thank you. You're welcome. Now you're going to hug? No. No. No? That's all right. All right, come here, Holly. Oh, oh let's do it. A hug. Yeah. Hug, 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 That's hug. It. Thank you. Yay. They hugged. Yay. See, look at that. See? See, and it wasn't awkward. No, Scott. I'm challenging myself. See, I do get in moods where I could just be like, fuck it, I'm going in. I'm doing it. I'm just oh, going to hug yeah. people randomly. Oh. But oh. also, again, it's going to bite me in the ass eventually. It will. No. Yeah, well, no, it will because someone's going to be like. Well, no, I mean, some people are like, oh, I'm not a hugger. And you're like, all right, cool, no worries. Just it's roll fine. with it. Yeah, yeah you just yeah. roll with it. It's, it's, no offense. No, you, okay. Well, did we notice that, you know, the live show we're doing, like, the meet and greets? I was hugging everybody. Yeah, you I'm were. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bring it in. It was, I only it, got a couple weird eyes. That's fine. Hey, I accept them. I'm cool with it. Um, Can I just say, someone told me this on Friday. They were like, um, Y'all literally have the best immune systems walking out of the meet and greet because we probably hugged what a hundred people oh, yeah. or if not more. Yes, we did. Um, and I'm like, girl, between having COVID and having the vaccine, I'm like, we good. And I take a lot of vitamins, y'all. Mm-hmm. A lot of vitamins. I had the had the COVID. I had the vaccine. I'm oh, just, I'm good. I like good. vitamin D. I have. Oh, I take hey. vitamin D yeah, every day. I do. Hey, I try to. Hey. All right. Scott, what's your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. And do not follow right now. Oh, my God. On October 26th. 
2021, the Miguel and Holly Insta. It has been hacked. Yep. We're working on it, and hopefully any day now, oh, uh, we will geez. get it back. But right yeah. now, do not interact with do the Miguel not, and Holly Insta. Especially, please don't ever send that thing money. No, please like, don't. Like, we're not going to, we would never ask you for money. No, like that. Like, no. Just please. I mean, if I did, I'd say, hey, you can Venmo Miguel Fuller. But I would never say, give me crypto. I just, people are so mean. Ugh, I hate it. I should all remember. All right. Well, we will see you all tomorrow. Bye. Yeah, bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.